Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, okay. Wow. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. 2015. Man, you can believe it. This is officially the year that uh, Michael J. J. Fox went forward to um, in uh, Back to the Future Part 2. So if that's important to you as it is to me, that's really good. Um, still no hoverboards, unfortunately, but, uh, but it's still the beginning of the year, so that's exciting. But 2015, uh, so excited about what God is going to um, do this year at 2015, pumped about what he did in 2014. And uh, in a second, we'll talk a little bit about that here at the State of the Church Address. Let me just start real quick by mentioning one other thing that was in your program that Sarah Beth did not mention. Um, in your programs, if you notice, we are starting a new series next week uh, that we're calling Foolproof. Okay, that, that's uh, starting next week. So if you're newer to Grace, uh, basically the way we work is we tend to do things one series at a time. So we'll begin a series, we'll talk about a topic or talk about a book of the Bible for a month or two. And then when we're done, we'll start a new series. And we kind of work through things one series at a time. So we're always in a series. And uh, next week, uh, we are starting a brand new series called Foolproof. Um, in that series, we're going to be walking a little bit through the book of Proverbs together and, uh, and talking about this incredible Old Testament book of Proverbs, kind of digging into it. And we're going to uh, have some practical challenges around that. The book of Proverbs is a fantastic book. It is a very practical book. And uh, it is all about the importance and the significance of wisdom. And we figured with 2015 ahead of us, we know that a lot of people right now are making plans uh, for the future, are making resolutions. And we thought, man, what a great book to navigate uh, the year with, just to kind of start things off with. And so I want to encourage you uh, next week, uh, starting that new series, to jump in for that whole series. I would also say that if you know anyone, uh, friends, relatives, neighbors who are disconnected to church and maybe are looking for an opportunity to get connected, we always say that a new series is a great opportunity to, to kind of start a new thought process and kind of get connected. And so I want to encourage you to um, partner with us as we do that. And so that's starting next week, foolproof uh, study in the book of Proverbs. Um, this week, uh, we are going to be going into the State of the Church Address. And so as I said, we're almost always in a series. This is the only exception. Really, this is the only standalone sermon that we do uh, any year in a given year. And the State of the Church Address, basically what this is, if you're, if you're newer, if you haven't been part of one of these before, this is something that all of our campuses do at Grace Church. Uh, we take some time to go through uh, the State of the Church. And what we'll do is we'll kind of recap some of the things that happened in 2014, talk about where we've been, what God has done, uh, some of the exciting things to celebrate, some of the challenges that we face. And then we're also going to look forward to 2015. We're going to talk about... Uh, what this year is going to hold, what we've been asking God for, uh, ways that you can get connected, and some things to anticipate that way. And so we get a, kind of a chance to do that. Um, and all of our campuses are doing this this morning, the State of the Church Address. So each campus is sort of talking about um, its own campus and, and sort of doing that. Now, I will say that if you are new here this morning, if you're a guest with us, thanks for coming. This is a bit of a strange week. We don't typically do this. And so because of that, um, I'm glad you're here. I would really encourage you to come back next week uh, for that full series. But if you are looking to just get to know Grace Church, what are we all about, uh, what are, what's kind of our heart, our vision, and our history, you actually really came in a great weekend because uh, this is kind of a snapshot of our church as we uh, sort of look back on 2014 and anticipate 2015. Um, so for those of you who are newer here to Grace Church, let me just give you a little bit of history before we jump in uh, to, uh, to looking back at 2014. Um, Grace Church, the Medina East Campus, that's us. We've, we've actually been here now for two years. And so we opened our, uh, our doors to the public. Two years ago, I should say, we opened our door, that one door over there. We opened that to the public about two years ago now. Uh, we are uh, the Medina East Campus, which is one of three campuses of Grace Church. So Grace Church, the church that we're in right now, is one church that's in three locations. So we have a Bath Campus, 
We have a Norton campus and then the Medina East campus. The Norton campus was our first campus. It was established sometime in the mid-60s. Um, our Bath campus was established in the year 2000. And the Medina East campus just a couple years ago uh, was when we got things kind of moving. So we are the newest campus um, of the Grace Church movement, at least for right now. Uh, you'll see in the State of the Church address, it's not going to stay that way for very long. And we're excited about that. Um, but we are the newest campus, and we've seen God do a tremendous amount of things uh, over the last couple of years, work in some very powerful ways. And we're really looking forward to him doing the same thing in 2015 um, for us again. So why don't, we, why don't we start here? As we look back at 2014, probably the best place to start is for me to just give us a quick highlight reel. And, uh, and so when I talk about highlights, what I, what I mean is this. Um, uh, on the week-to-week for us as a church, uh, we have standard ministry programming. So we always have power kids running. We always have student ministries running. We always have new perspective, our college ministry running. Life groups are always happening. Weekend services are always happening. And so there's those things that are kind of week by week that, that tend to happen um, all the time. The highlights, these are things that we do that are uh, kind of outside of our regularly scheduled programming. So let me just mention a few things that we got a chance to participate in this year that we're really excited about um, as a campus. So back in February, if you guys uh, were here, you might remember we uh, engaged in something called Feed My Starving Children. Feed My Starving Children is an organization that Grace Church uh, works with often. We've worked with them several times in the past. And what we do is we pack meals together and we send them to countries who, uh, who need basic necessities of life, things like food and water and stuff like that. And so we'll do that. So back in February, some of you might remember, we kind of came together as a campus. We rallied together with our other campuses as well. We had 150 volunteers from our campus pack meals, raised about $5,000, and uh, were really able to help in a very tangible way um, kind of give away the gospel and show the love of Jesus to our world uh, by doing that. So that was a blast. Got a chance to do that in February. Um, in April of last year, uh, some of you might remember, we did our family egg hunt. Um, our family egg hunt this is our second time that we've done this. And typically what we do, we try to do it right before Easter, sort of capitalize on the opportunity to connect with the community and invite them to Easter services, which tends to be a time many people don't connect with church but will connect with church, and so we uh, try to do that. And so we had our Easter egg hunt, our, our uh, family Easter egg hunt at the Medina Square. Um, over 300 people came, at least 300 people came. If you guys were there and you remember, it was a beautiful day that we had for that, and it was awesome, and we had an amazing turnout. It was a fantastic event and uh, fun to be right in the middle of the community and just kind of be a presence there. And of course, because of that, the next weekend, we had our Easter services. Our Easter services um, this year in 2014 uh, were 646 in attendance. Compared to 2013, we had 496 um, in attendance. And so at the time, um, that was our biggest attendance that we had seen um, here at Grace Church. Really excited about that. And uh, we had a blast at Easter um, in 2014. Then in May, some of you might remember, we rallied together to do something called Love Medina. Love Medina is basically an event where, where 10 uh, churches in the Medina area collaborate together. So it's really cool because we get to work with some other gospel-centered churches. And what we do is we go to the mayor and we basically say, hey, you know, do you have any uh, needs in the community that we can help meet? And we all come together for one big day. We serve together on that one big day. And we're uh, basically kind of do it as a way to show the love of Jesus to our community, to let the mayor know um, that we are here for the community. We love Medina and we want to show love to Medina. And so we got to participate that in May. It was awesome. We had a blast doing that and a great time partnering with other churches in the area as well. So that was May. And then uh, fast forward a little bit to July. In July, um, we always do our Bible camp and had a blast doing Bible camp this year. Of course, to start Bible camp, we do Kid Fest. 
Um, Kid Fest is basically just a way that we try to get the community involved, let them know um, that we're about to do a, a Bible camp, invite them in. And so we did that once again at the Medina Square. Um, that, however, if you remember, was not a beautiful day. It poured. And if you guys are there, you might remember all of us huddled up together underneath that pavilion singing Kumbaya. It was a, a great time. And a lot of bonding happened that day. And it was really great. But about 250 people showed up for that. And then uh, we were able to go right into Bible camp this year. Uh, Bible camp was such a tremendous uh, event this year. 112 kids were connected with that. The theme was Agency D3. My kids are still singing the song. If you guys were part of that, you're probably thinking in your mind, discover, decide, defend, right? Because that's the Agency D3 thing. So I had a blast doing that. And uh, you guys, that was monumental. 112 kids, 83 volunteers, uh, adult volunteers were connected with that. And if you think about that, during that time uh, as a campus, that was, that was amazing because we were under heavy construction at that time. Uh, we didn't have a parking lot and people were still dropping their kids off here, even though it looked like a third world country prison. They were still coming and dropping their kids off and I don't know why, and they let us um, kind of invest that way. And it was awesome uh, to be able to engage that way. So Bible camp was a blast. Then of course in November um, this year, uh, with the, uh, in association with the neighboring series, which many of you uh, were able to jump in on and kind of connect with, uh, you guys and your neighbors and your coworkers, all together we were able to collect 1,800 pairs of shoes which we were able to send over to countries um, who are in need of just those bare essentials and, uh, and things like that. So it was a great way to show the love of Jesus to our world in a practical way and for us to rally together, to work with our neighbors in our neighborhoods. In addition to that, we collected 390 coats, which we donated to uh, area uh, organizations that distributed those here in Medina. And uh, once again, just another way for us to try to show um, the love that we have, that Christ has for this community and kind of connect in that way. Then, of course, December, just last month, we had our Christmas Eve services. You guys were part of that. We had four Christmas Eve services with a total of 689 people in attendance uh, for those as compared to the 518 and 2013. And up to this point, uh, that has been our record attendance for Christmas Eve services. So that was a blast if you guys were able to be here. Thanks for uh, joining with us and inviting some of your family and your friends and your neighbors. We love having a chance to collaborate that way. And uh, Christmas Eve was a blast for us this year. A couple additional things uh, from this year. Uh, some great things have been happening in the life group world. Um, in 2013, we had nine life groups. We've now multiplied into 14 life groups, and so we've seen a lot of multiplication happen um, this past year. Our life groups have multiplied on every level. So our student ministries have multiplied life groups. Our college ministries, New Perspective, have multiplied life groups. And of course, our adult uh, ministries have also multiplied life groups. So really excited to see that happen. If you guys know anything about, if you've been here for any reasonable amount of time, I'm sure you've heard me talk a lot about life groups. I get teased about it all the time. But uh, hey, if you're not in a life group, you need to get in a life group, get connected to a life group. We think that's really important. And, uh, and so been excited to see how God's been multiplying those. And then in addition to that, we also have launched three new E4 studies. Um, and those are available on our website, e4.graceohio.org, which you can access from our, our web page. If you're not sure what E4 is, E4 is basically an online equipping tool uh, for disciple-making relationships. So one of the things that you'll hear us say here at the Medina East Campus, if you're not real familiar, is we believe that every disciple of Jesus Christ, everyone who's a follower of Christ, needs to be discipling and investing in others to help them follow and grow in Jesus Christ. We, we believe in disciples that make disciples. So because of that, we're very uh, committed to equipping and resourcing um, you guys to do that. And so uh, E4 is one of the practical ways that we do that. We're excited there's been three new studies put up on E4 for disciple-making uh, relationships for those one-on-one -on -one conversations to take place. 
So that's kind of the highlight reel. Those are things that are sort of outside the regular week in and week out services and ministries and functions. Um, I would say, looking back on 2014, if I could sort of summarize it after talking with our steering team and talking with my staff and kind of praying uh, together, I would say, if I was to summarize 2014 in a nutshell, I'd say 2014 has been a year of growth. And uh, for the Medina East Campus and really for Grace Church at large, this has been a year of growth. And when I say that, I mean that in a lot of different ways. Um, there has been a tremendous amount of growth in a lot of different areas over this past year um, for, for us here at Medina East uh, Campus at Grace Church. Let me just highlight a few ways um, that I mean growth when I say that, uh, that we're celebrating growth this year in 2014. One, of course, is numeric growth. So we've been growing um, in attendance and in numbers. Um, here at uh, the Medina East Campus. So in 2013, our average attendance was 372. 2014, our average attendance is 439, um, about an 18% increase that we got a chance to watch over this past year. Uh, last year, we grew by about a 15% increase, and so we've seen more growth um, continue to happen this year, which is exciting. More families checking out Grace Church, uh, more people getting connected. Um, and the crazy thing is this, October and December of this year, uh, the past three months, the attendance has kind of jumped again, and we've seen an average of about 482. And so, uh, once again, it's awesome to watch people connecting with Grace Church, families checking it out. We had 450 first-time guests come through Grace Church this year, and so it's awesome to see, I know many of you, um, connecting relationally with your family and friends and neighbors and, and just watching people get connected that way. And so it's been a blast to see that happen. Um, in addition to that, our Power Kids, uh, which is our children's ministry, if you're not aware uh, of them, uh, there are, 2013, the average attendance was 92, about 92 kids back there. Now we're averaging about 118, which is about a 28% increase. And so once again, numerically, uh, we're watching uh, families and people get connected. We love watching the children's ministry grow because that means the families are coming. And of course, we believe so strongly in that. And uh, I'll tell you, Sarah Beth and her team, they're doing such a phenomenal job. And if you went up to Sarah Beth and you asked her, you said, hey, how's the child care going? She'd probably punch you in the face uh, because it's not child care, right? It's power kids. It's a full-blown ministry. And we believe so much in investing in our kids here. We believe so much in the family structure. And uh, so we're very, very, every time we see more kids coming, we view it as a gift from God. And we're so thankful and a huge responsibility at that. And so really grateful for um, just some of the numeric growth that we've seen. So we've been growing numerically. Another way that we've been growing is in life groups. So we've been watching more people connect to life groups this year um, as we continue to grow. So as I already mentioned, we had nine life groups in 2013, multiplied to, uh, to 14 groups in 2014 uh, here this year. Um, and really what that looks like for us is that right now the average attendance in life groups per week is about 160, uh, and we're in 2013 is about 122, about a 31% increase of people connecting to life groups. And then, of course, you guys know that um, typically at life groups, people don't come every week, don't show up every week. So what we've actually seen, and this is really exciting, is about 259 folks from our church are connected in life groups in some way. And so uh, really excited about watching people take that next step, uh, get connected to biblical community in those ways. And so we've seen a lot of spiritual growth happen as people have been uh, sort of connecting into um, the life groups. Of course, another way that we've been growing in addition to that is our staff has been um, growing um, and so this year, a couple of the major things that happened on staff, one was Seth Tonkar and, of course, his wife, Sarah, and his family. Seth got voted on as a pastor here at the Medina East Campus. Um, if you guys don't know Seth, he was a guy playing up here and singing awesome, incredible, such an amazing addition to the team. He's been on staff since 2014. Uh, however, he was voted on as a pastor here in 2014, so that's exciting. 
In addition to that, we've added six part-time staff and one full-time staff. So our staff is growing. Our office is booming. We're having a blast together. We have an amazing team. I love working with the team that we have um, here at Grace. So a lot of growth been happening that way. And then another way we've been growing, uh, so numerically, life groups, our staff has been growing. And then one of my, I think for me, one of the most exciting ways of watching people grow is we've been watching a lot of people grow in their connection to Grace Church. A lot of people are growing and taking the next step um, to connect here at Grace Church. So one of the things that we've worked really hard at in 2014, and uh, some of you may or may not be aware of this, is we, we said we wanted to develop a process that easily helps people take the next step to get connected to Grace Church. Uh, we, need, we need an assimilation process that's going to help people go from, from attending on the weekend and sitting in a chair to getting connected to life groups and serving. And we need that to be seamless and we need that to be relatively effortless. So we need to create a good way to that, for that to happen. And so that really amounted in us working very hard at developing a process that we've been calling the Connection Pathway. Now the Connection Pathway, we're always working on it, always tweaking it. Uh, but basically, here's how it works. Uh, the Connection Pathway, the very first step and you probably hear us say this at Grace Church all the time. Your first step at Grace Church is go to intro. We want you to go to intro. And what is intro? Intro is basically an introduction seminar uh, where we sit down together and uh, we watch the kids and buy you a meal. And we'll talk about the heart and the history of Grace Church. And this has really become for us the first step for everyone to get connected. So if you're a person that's looking to get connected and serving at Grace Church, your first step would be intro, right? If you're uh, a person who wants to get connected to a life group, we'd say, hey, check out some life groups and go to intro. If you uh, want membership at Grace Church, we want you to go to intro. So intro has become really the first step for us, and that's kind of the beginning of the connection pathway. After intro, the next step that we encourage people towards is boot camp. Now, boot camp is a four-session series, and you go through that, and basically what we talk about is we talk about what it means to be part of Grace Church, what does it mean to be part of the team at Grace Church? And we kind of have that discussion. And when boot camp is done, at the end of boot camp, uh, everyone that goes through gets a shirt that says this. It says, I heart my church. Okay, this is the shirt, the boot camp shirt. And the reason we give these to people is because we say, we actually explain it this way. We say, this is kind of the team jersey, right? Now that you're on the team at Grace Church, we want to give you one of our jerseys. And the reason we give it to you is so that it can maybe stir up some conversations in the community, right? If you're out uh, you know, shopping somewhere, Bueller's, or if you're with the family or whatever, or if you're with your neighbors, hopefully this will be a, a, something of a conversation generator. It's sort of why we developed it, right? And we've actually encouraged people. We said, hey, if you're part of Grace Church and you have one of these shirts, if you're going to be a jerk, don't wear this shirt. You know, just wear a Steeler shirt instead. It's probably more accurate. That'd be fantastic. So that's boot camp. So we said when people go to intro, I want you to go to boot camp. The third step we said is SHAPE. Now, SHAPE is an online seminar. And SHAPE stands for Spiritual Gifts, Heart, Ability, Personality, and Experiences. And basically what that does is it says, we want to figure out how God has made you. What are you good at? What are you gifted at? What are you passionate about? And then how can we help you take your next step so you can get connected to serving at Grace Church? And the last step, of course, is to serve. And so this has been our connection pathway. Once again, always working on it, always tweaking it. It's not perfect, but I am really uh, excited to tell you that it's been working in an incredible way. And so this past year, we've seen 141 people go to intro. We've seen 135 people connect through boot camp and finish boot camp. And currently, right now, we have 45 people who have completed shape and are connected to serving in a fresh way. And so very excited to watch as people um, don't just come and sit, but will eventually take the next step and get connected and, uh, and start serving at Grace Church. And so for us, this year, 2014, if I could summarize it, I would tell you it's been a year of growth. And of course, that's exciting and growth is fun. 
But as you all know, growth also brings a lot of challenge. And so there's been a lot of challenge that we've also faced this year uh, as well. If you guys um, help serve here at the Medina East Campus, I'm sure you're aware, we run into a lot of constraints because of growth. One of our main constraints that we've been running into, of course, is a building constraint. And so right now our power kids are, uh, man, they are just really tight back there. And we don't have the space that we need to really fulfill the vision that we have for that ministry um, currently. So that, that makes things a little complicated. Um, our service times have been more and more cramped. And so the 10 o'clock service is always a little fuller. And the 8.30 service, by the way, just want to let you know that exists in case any of you want to go to that. Or, or there's, one, there's even one after this if you want to check that out too. And, uh, and so we've run into some of those things. Um, one of the things we haven't been able to do, unfortunately, is we haven't been able to offer much in the way of adult classes. And the reason is we just don't have space. And so even boot camp, which we offer boot camp during the service times, we actually offer it at a building off-site. And, uh, and so that, that's less than ideal uh, because if people want to go to boot camp, they have to get in their car and drive down the road and find some guy's office who is generous enough to let us use his office. And, uh, but that's sort of the, just the constraint that we live in. And it's a good problem. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a problem of abundance, and that's an awesome problem. But without, without a doubt, it has been a challenge for us we've been facing that. Uh, in addition to that, the challenges of growth, we've also faced it a lot in all of our ministries. And so all of our ministries right now are in need of volunteers. All of our ministries right now are in need of more resources. And so with growth comes those challenges and come those needs. Once again, like I said, it's a problem of abundance. And so we're thankful for it. But nonetheless, it creates a challenge. And it's definitely one that we're going to have to address and talk a little bit about in 2015. It's that challenge kind of sees that. But uh, 2014, sort of looking back, I'd say it's been a year of growth, and I just got to tell you guys, it has been fun, and if you've been here for this, it's been a blast. I'll just tell you, man, I, um, I love this church. I'm not just saying that because my shirt does. Um, I genuinely, I love this church. I love you guys. I love doing this together. My wife and I love this and have a blast with you guys. I'll just say that this past year, as we look at all that God's done, um, for, for those of you who um, are serving and are connected those of you who give of your time and your energy and your resources, who help with the power kids, um, who help in the parking lot, who help with first impressions for our life group leaders, man, I love you guys and I'm so thankful for you because there is no way um, that what we've seen happen in 2014 could ever happen without the obedience of God's people taking steps forward. So thank you guys so much for that. It's been a great year and I'm really excited about what God has done in 2014. Challenges and all, it's been a blast. So having said all of that then, kind of looking back at 2014, let me just talk a little bit about 2015. So this next coming year, as we've been uh, kind of brainstorming and praying as a steering team, we've been talking a little bit as a staff, if I could sort of summarize in kind of one phrase or one word what the heartbeat of 2015 really is going to be, I'd put it this way. I'd say 2015 is going to be your movement. That's what we're praying for, so we're asking God for, so we're anticipating. It's going to be your movement. Now, when I say movement, what do I mean? Well, in the same way that I said 2014 was a year of growth, and there was many ways in which I meant that, when I say 2015 is going to be a year of movement, I mean that in a lot of different ways, a lot of different ways when we talk about movement. So the first one is real practical. Uh, this is going to be the year that we move buildings. Okay, so that's real practical. We're going to move into our new space. I don't know if you guys have known, if seen this or not or realized this, but we've been in, in, under construction for a very long time. And, uh, and so our new building has been being worked on and constructed. I'm sure you guys have peeked in and taken a look at that. And it's really exciting, and things are really coming together. 
and, uh, and they're really getting close to the end. Now, one of the questions I've been getting a lot uh, from a lot of folks has been, uh, when exactly is it that we're going to move into that space? When are we going to get over there? And it's a great question, fantastic question. I'll, gi I'll give you my short answer. My short answer has been this. I'm not sure, but soon. That's my short answer. Now, I'll give you my long answer. Now, here's the long answer. So if you guys have uh, peeked your head in there at all or looked in the window, you've probably noticed that they are very close to being finished. And so right now, it's a matter of putting some countertops in, putting some carpet down, um, doing some light fixtures, just stuff like that. So we're getting really, really close to the end. Um, but here, here's where the sticking point comes. So once all the construction is completed, uh, then we have to go back to Granger Township. We have to get everything approved, all the permits passed, so we can get an occupancy permit. That's the last thing that we're waiting for is that occupancy permit. And so because of that, uh, it's really contingent on um, Granger Township passing that uh, permit for us. So what I'm asking for you guys to do, if you would, is pray with us that God would give us favor uh, with Granger Township, that we would uh, get through that permit process quick. If you guys happen to know anyone who works for the permit people, let me know. Uh, we'll talk to them. We'll pay them a visit. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. And it'll be uh, it's a threat. I'm, I'm threatening them. Uh, so. Uh, but it's going to be good. Now, now, as soon as we get into that space, as soon as we move in, that's going to mean a few things for us. Okay? Um, the moment that we're allowed to get in there, we are going to go over there. And so we're not going to wait for anything. We're just going to go ahead and shift on over there. And that's going to happen. And when it does, we'll be sure to let you know right away. And when that happens, we're going to move immediately from three services down to two services. Okay? So we're going to go uh, from three to two just to grow into our space, and then later on, once we grow into our space, we'll move to more services. Um, but we're gonna start with two services. As soon as that happens, the other thing that we're gonna do is immediately we're gonna engage in something called phase two construction. So phase two construction is gonna happen, and basically what that is, if you guys are not familiar with phase two is, phase two is this current space that we're in right now and the children's ministry space, this whole space that we occupy, all of it is gonna become children's ministry space. And so we are going to work together, and most of phase two construction is going to be volunteer driven. And so because of that, you guys can anticipate that very soon uh, we're going to be rallying together, asking people um, to put some paint on the walls, to help us move some walls, to put some elbow grease into this building so that we can kind of retrofit it uh, for the children ministry space for Power Kids. So we're going to do that together. So let me just say that if you're a person who has any trade ability, um, if, you're, if you're a specialist in any skills or if you're a handy person, then let us know because uh, we definitely could use your help as we're looking to renovate some of the Power Kids stuff. If you're not a handy person, if you're like me, if you just break everything you touch, uh, we could still probably use you for demo work. And so you can come in and you and I can swing some sledgehammers and have a good, I'm pretty much useless with my hands. So that'll be a blast, but that's going to be happening, phase two construction. And all of that is really going to lead up to us announcing ourselves in a kind of a major way to our community for Easter in 2015. All right, so 2015, on, in Easter in 2015, our hope is then to really do a good job of announcing our presence to our community. Now, if you guys have been here for the past couple of years, one of the things that you, you may have heard us talk about is something called a soft launch and a hard launch. And basically, that's just language for saying this, that when we first opened our door, that door over there, to our community, when that first happened, we never really did anything to publicly push ourselves. We never really did anything to announce ourselves to the public. Now, of course, people come and they invite their neighbors and friends, which is preferable anyway, but we said we've really never done anything to announce ourselves to our public and say, hey, we're here, uh, we're open for services, we want you to come check us out. Um, come Easter of 2015, we want to do that in a very concerted way. 
And so we're going to work real hard to try to announce ourselves to our public. We're going to provide opportunities for us to do that together. And then uh, Easter 2015, we'll be in the new space and get to celebrate that together. So it's going to be really exciting. Pumped about 2015 uh, Easter for this year. And then, of course, in addition to that, when the new space opens, that also means that it'll open the opportunity for us to have on-site EMT classes, which, by the way, EMT is not emergency medical training. Um, it is Emmaus Ministry Training, which is basically our know-it, uh, kind of our know-it leg of our church. It's our, all of our classes. So we'll be able to offer adult classes during service time, something we have not been able to do, but we've wanted to do since we kind of started because of space constraints. So we're really excited about that. So it's going to be your movement. The first move we're going to be making this year is into our new space. It's uh, obviously something we're real excited about. The other way we want to move, of course, is we want to continue to move into our communities. We want to continue to move out into our communities, right? As we always say, uh, the church is not a building. It's us. It's just the, the building contains us. And so while we're excited about the building, um, we realize it's just a building. Uh, we're really concerned about bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ into our communities and making a difference in the world that we live in here. And so uh, because of that, one of the things we all, always said is this, we don't want to be people that go to, a, that go to church. We want to be a church that goes to people. And we want to find inroads to connect to our communities around here. So a few of the things that you can expect this year in 2015 is a continued life group multiplication. We're going to continue to see life groups multiply. Um, right now, currently talking with two life groups that are looking to multiply here pretty soon. And so we're going to keep pushing that forward. We believe that the more life groups that we have scattered out through the community, um, the more effective we can be in our reach. And so right now we have life groups in Medina, in Wadsworth. We have them in Granger. Uh, we have some in Brunswick. We have them all over the place. And, and so we want to continue multiplying our life groups. We can ex uh, kind of anticipate that this year. In addition, we're going to keep launching more E4 studies, and we're going to provide more disciple-making resources. So as I mentioned, it's our heart that every disciple of Jesus is engaged in disciple-making. We want to equip you and train you to do that. And so this year, you can expect to find more opportunities to do that and more resources pushed your way so that you can engage with, uh, with your coworkers, with your family members, with your neighbors, with your friends, and connect in those ways. And then, of course, uh, one of the things we're going to keep doing, continuing doing outreach events and, uh, and partnering with outreach ministries. And so this last year, doing things like Love Medina, um, doing things like the Easter egg hunt, connecting uh, in very practical ways with the shoe project. We're going to keep finding ways to sort of love the community in a tangible way and uh, to show the presence of Jesus Christ in those ways. So it's a year movement in a lot of ways. Year movement, uh, moving to our building. Of course, we want to continue moving into our community. And then, of course, on top of all that, one of the other things I would mention when we talk about movement is this is another year that we want to engage and advance in the movement of Grace Church, the movement of Grace Church. Now, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we are one church, and we have three campuses. We have uh, our Norton campus, our Bath campus, and our Medina East campus. And I just, I just want to tell you guys, as Grace Church, as we've been watching this movement take place, um, I think this, this past couple of years has been nothing but a validation that campusing is by far the best way to grow. And, and so the Medina East Campus, we're two years old. The Bath Campus started in 2000, so they're 15 years old now. But what the Medina East Campus has done, what we have done together, has proven to be, uh, for Grace Church, um, really a validation that this is the most effective way to grow, is that we want to build campuses that make campuses, and we want to continue to do that, just continue to build more campuses that make more campuses. And so we've seen incredible value and being part of a multi-campus structure. I can just tell you guys, sitting in my seat as the campus pastor here at Grace Church, I, I have never seen a synergy 
and um, a resource sharing and an excitement um, like this in my life. It is absolutely amazing to be part of a multi-campus structure and to kind of to kind of do that together. And so we are constantly between the three of our campuses. We are constantly sharing ideas. We are constantly stealing stuff from each other. All of our ministry areas are meeting with their counterparts and they're all making everything better together. And I'm just telling you, it is a fantastic way to work together. And we've got a chance to see really the value of being a campus and, uh, and the model in that. And so this year, as we talk about the Movement of Grace Church, what does that mean? Well, it means uh, one of the things you can expect is that we'll continue to working on sharing resources. So this past year, one of the things that, uh, that happened was we shared preaching a little bit. And so Pastor Jeff, came and preached here on a couple occasions. Pastor Ryan came and preached here from the Bath Campus. This year, we're gonna keep doing uh, some new things that way, some innovative things that way. And so in the spring, for example, the uh, Bath Campus, the Norton Campus, and the Medina East Campus are gonna do a collective series together. We're gonna kind of swap around uh, in the pulpit and get a chance to speak at each other's campuses. Just a blast, a lot of synergy that way and share resources that way as well. In addition to that, because of the multi-campus structure, it's enabled us to do something uh, with the Moody Bible Institute that none of us could do on our own. And so right now at Grace Church, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, aware of this, but at Grace Church, we have the Moody Bible Institute accessible to us. So we provide uh, live teachers in classes, Moody courses um, at our church. And so right now, between all three of our campuses, we have 30 students enrolled in those programs. Our interns here at this campus are enrolled in that, in that program. And it's just an amazing opportunity uh, to provide ministry training while people are engaged in ministry. It's been a tremendous thing for us. And so let me just say, if you're a person that's looking to get ministry training, if you wanna attend Moody, um, I don't know if you know, but that is a resource that is at your disposal. You can use that if you'd like to. And uh, that is available. We'd love to give you more information about Moody. So tremendous program. And then in addition to that, between all three of our campuses, just collectively, we've seen 275 accounted for salvations. It's, it's been so cool just to see the power of working together um, in this way with the campuses. And I'm really excited about that. So all of this amounts to the fact that we want to continue multiplying more campuses. Uh, two years ago, Pastor Jeff, the senior pastor of all of Grace Church, all of our campuses, kind of made a vision uh, announcement. He said the direction that we want to go uh, at Grace Church, he said is this, we want to we see 30 campuses in 30 years. That's where we're going, 30 campuses in 30 years. And so that is, we'll talk about the movement of Grace Church, that's what we're aiming for. And you guys may or may not know, if, you've, if you guys have been to uh, intro, you've probably heard us talk about this, but this is kind of our strategy. Our strategy is we want to be disciples that make disciples, right? That is, we want to be followers of Jesus who help other people know and grow and follow Jesus, disciples that make disciples. We believe that when that happens, that results in life groups that make life groups, that as life groups grow, that they should multiply. And the result of that should be campuses that make campuses. And that's our vision. That's kind of what we're working on. Disciples that make disciples, that make uh, small groups that make small groups, life groups that make life groups, that eventually make campuses that make campuses. So every campus of Grace Church is designed to make another campus. And so it's only a matter of time. Right now, it's year two for us. It's year two. My hope is by year five, we're having the campus in conversation. We're talking about where we want to go. We're going to go, we're going to have a Medina West campus. We're going to have a Brunswick campus. Do the heathens down in Wadsworth need a campus? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what are we going to do that way? And that's, that's something we're talking about and praying about. But I hope is by year five, we're having that conversation. We are excited to tell you that the Norton campus this year 
is going to be launching and multiplying uh, their first campus, the Barberton campus. So that's happening uh, right now, actually. It's in the works. And Jeff Martell, phenomenal leader, uh, is taking about 150 people with him. Very cool. He's taking most from the Norton campus. A lot of people are coming with him from the Norton campus. Some from Bath and even some from the Medina East campus are going to start this new uh, initiative in Barberton as we continue to campus this way. So, so as we talk about 2015, we want this to be a year of major advancement um, in the movement of Grace Church as we shoot for 30 campuses in 30 years. And, uh, and what does that look like? We want to continue to engage um, in that as well. So, so we talk about movement, talk about the movement, moving into our new building, moving into our community, talk about the movement of Grace Church. Here's the last thing, the last type of move I want to talk about for 2015. That's this, is your move, all right? Your move. Now, um, here's the thing that I've been praying for for every person that's part of Grace Church as I've been thinking of 2015 this week. The thing I've been praying for is that each and every single one of us this year would take our next move, just take your next move, towards following Jesus Christ, towards a greater faith in Jesus. Take your next spiritual move, okay? Now, I know that for everyone in this room, that's something different. That move is different. For some of you, this is your first time here. Uh, maybe you wouldn't call Grace home. You're just kind of checking it out. If that's the case, here's your next move. I want you to take your next move. Your next move is come back next week. Uh, we're going to start that new series next week called Foolproof. And uh, like I said before, understanding grace, if you want to understand us, I encourage you to check us out a series at a time. So lock in for that series and check it out. And uh, that's your next move. For some of you, you guys have been coming here for a little bit and maybe a couple of months you've been here, but now you're at a place where you're starting to call Grace Church home. Um, this is maybe the regular place that you attend. If that's the case, I think it's awesome that you're coming. Um, but for some of you, your next step is to get involved. Maybe for you, you come and you sit and then you do the ninja thing and you take off and you don't really know anyone, you're not really connected to anybody. If that's the case, I want to encourage you to take your next step. Okay? And your next step, of course, is to go to intro. If you haven't connected to intro, go to intro and connect in that connection pathway. Go to boot camp, go to shape and get connected to serving um, here at Grace Church. For many of you, that's the next step that you need to make and, uh, and to get connected into Grace Church in that way. For some of you, if you're not connected in a life group, um, this is the year I'm going to challenge you to really get connected in a life group, to do that, and to connect in those ways. Um, guys, statistics have shown, they have shown time and time again, that a person's faith will stagnate, it'll plateau, until they get connected to a biblical community. And so you might be coming on the weekends here, and, and of course enjoying that, and then that's pretty much it. But if you're not connected to a biblical community, right, if you don't have a group of friends who, who are kind of focused and centered around Jesus, if that doesn't exist in your life, that is a detriment to your spiritual growth. And the truth is that, um, that stagnation or the idea of plateaued spiritual growth is really an illusion. There's no such thing as stagnation. You're either growing up in your faith or you're growing down in your faith. And so I want to challenge you, if you're not connected in a life group, okay, you need to get connected in a life group. And like I said, I get teased about this all the time because I say this so frequently, right? You guys have heard me say this. I say, if you're not in a life group, get in a life group, right? I say that all the time. Or I'll say, if you're not in a life group, you're getting less than half of what Grace Church has to offer. I say this so frequently. In fact, I want to show you one of the, my favorite Christmas gifts I got this year. One of my favorite Christmas gifts someone got me this year from the church was this. Okay, this is a Build-A-Bear someone made, and it's obviously it's Spider-Bear, and uh and they inserted a sound bite, and the sound bite is, is from a sermon I gave where I'm saying, if you're not in a life group, get in a life group. I say it that much that they made this for me. So listen to this real quick, see if you can hear this. Here's your gift in your life group. If you're not in a life group, join a life group. 
you're not life, join a life group, right? So, so listen to me. If you're not in a life group, you need to get in a life group. And if you're not going to take it from me, take it from Spidey, all right? Listen to him and get connected into a life group because we think it's that important, not only to the vision of Grace Church, but listen to your spiritual growth. I want you to take that next step, all right? For some of you, if you're not serving, if you're not connected into serving in any way, we believe very strongly that one of, the, one of the ways, one of the primary means of spiritual growth in your life is using the God-given ability and gift that you've been given to serve the body of Christ, okay? We believe so strongly in what the Bible teaches in Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12 when it says the church is a body of Christ. And each one of us has an individual piece and part. We all have our gifts and abilities. And when we bring those together, we, we create the body of Christ doing the ministry of Jesus Christ in the community. We believe that. And because of that, we would say that if you call Grace Church home and you are not actively using the gifts that God has given you to contribute to the body here, I would say we're incomplete. We do not believe we have any spare parts. We don't believe that. We don't believe God made the body of Christ with just spare parts. That God has brought you here for a reason and because of that, we absolutely need you. We are an every member ministry and we believe we are the most effective when every follower of Jesus Christ is using their gift um, to serve and to um, help fulfill the body of Christ, okay? So for some of you, you need to engage in those ways as, as well. So for each and every single one of us, my prayer has been and will be that each one of us will take our next step of faith, next step of obedience to Jesus and that we'll grow in our faith together in 2015. You guys, I think the bottom line is, when you read scripture, Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says, when I build my church, it says the gates of hell are not gonna prevail against it. In Ephesians chapter three, the apostle Paul says that the church is the manifold wisdom of God made known to the rulers and authorities in the spiritual places. What does that mean? Here's what it means. I believe this with all of my heart because the scripture teaches it, that the church is the most powerful force in the world. That what we're doing together it's more than a social event. It's more than just a group of people who are trying to do good in their community. That we're more than just uh, the dispenser of moral teachings. I believe that this is the presence of God through the body of Christ. The church is the most powerful force in the world. And because of that, I believe that when we're obedient to God and step forward in obedience, that we are unstoppable. And so my prayer is this year that God would continue to work and continue to grow and move us and that we'd be faithful and obedient to him. Because I just want you to imagine for a minute these past two years, what God has done over these past two years. Just think about that. It's been wild, crazy, two years at what God has done. Just imagine for a minute, what could God do the next two years? What, what, what does he have in store for the next 20 for us here at the Medina East Campus? When you start thinking that way, I believe we're starting to tap into the vision that God has for his church and for us together. So here's what we're going to do. So we close out, I'm going to ask the band to come up. And as they come up, I'm going to ask you to do something that we don't typically do. All right? I want you to stand up for a moment. And, uh, and as you stand up, I'm going to ask you to do something that's a little awkward. And if you're new, I promise we don't do this every week. All right? I want you to actually stand, stand up. I, I mean it. I'm not joking around. And uh, it's not, not like a joke. Uh, and grab the, grab the hands of the person next to you. And I know that's awkward. If you're weird, or if you're new, I, I, I'm sorry about that. It's awkward. Um, so if you're new, I apologize. Unless the person next to you is attractive, um, then you're welcome. That's good. But, uh, but the reason I'm having us grab hands, as awkward as it might be, uh, one of the things that as an as a official pastor 
that happens to me a lot of times is whenever I have family functions, I get nominated to pray at every family function. Hey, Tony, would you pray? You know, and I'm like, okay, it's awesome. It's a great opportunity. And one of the things I have my family do all the time is I say, hey, why don't we grab hands? I'm feeling hands. You guys want to grab hands? And, of course, everyone makes fun of me for it, and I don't want to hold hands, and I don't want to touch you, you know. But, but the reason I do it is because, um, is because we're a family. And I think there's something so powerful in joining hands and calling out to our Heavenly Father together as a family. Look, the truth is, you guys, we're a church. We're not an organization. We're not a business. We're a family. We're the family of God, and we do this together. We're the body of Christ. And so why don't I close this out together today as a family? Heavenly Father, you are our Heavenly Father. And Jesus, this is your church. I want to say thank you for it because it's an amazing gift and an amazing privilege to be part of it. And Lord, the scriptures tell us that your church is the most powerful force on earth. The Bible tells us that the church is the attack strategy of God against the gates of hell. And the gates of hell will not stand against it. And so Father, I pray that this year in 2015 that we will be a church that's consecrated to you that we be a church that's committed to your mission, that's committed to your message, that's committed to your spirit. And Father, that we would see you work in ways that we have never seen before. Father, I pray that for each one of us, you would give us the wisdom to know our next step to take. And I pray you would give us the courage to do it. Father, let this not be another year of, of wishful thinking, of hopeful growth. Lord, I pray this would be the real thing. So help us to connect, Father, and help us to grow together. Thank you for all you're doing through your church here at Grace. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.